Because the other thing I hear quite a bit from people who are looking to maybe take on a VA is they'll say, well, I know I need help, but I don't know which tasks to even start delegating. You know, I'm either feeling, number one, very overwhelmed, and I'm trying to figure out what to start delegating. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another wonderful episode of the Diaspora Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have kind of the backbone of what's going on right now. So when you see CEOs and companies that are working right now, entrepreneurs that are working right now, you know that they have a great team behind them. Today we have Kelly Johnson in the house, who is um, she's the founder of Cornerstone Visual Assistant. She specializes um, working with authors and coaches to manage the technical, creative, and administrative aspects of their projects and their business. Kelly, welcome to the show today. And thank you, Victor. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here. Yeah, that's good. It's nice to connect with you. How are you doing today? How, you, how has it been going, with, um, given the current situation that we are right now? I, well, thank you for asking. I know I'm, I'm doing you know, well, and as all of us, I know we just keep hoping all of our friends, family, colleagues stay safe and, and that hopefully this can come to an end as soon as possible. But I think it's wonderful that you have opportunities like this where we can just feel like we're still connecting with, with each other. And I think as as I've seen with some of the recent commercials where they have, you know, the hashtag alone together, where sometimes we might feel like we're isolated, but situations like this make us feel like we really still can connect. And it's the power of technology that lets us do this. So we're very appreciative in that, <laughs> that we have that available. Yeah, we are very appreciative of the technology that is connecting us together from one side of the pond to, I'm in London right now. So where are you? I'm in Colorado. So that's what I was going to say. Exactly. We get to have these international connections in addition to just local that we that we're able to do. Yeah. You see, Kelly, today we'll be speaking about because now so many entrepreneurs are working from home, um, startups are working from home, and you've been the um, you've been like the engine or you've been like the oil that makes things to work. So what is uh, today we'll be speaking about obviously um how the VAs are making the world a better place for entrepreneurs right now. So how did you get into this? Well, and well, and thank you. I appreciate what you shared about how we, as a virtual assistant, can help you the oil or keep, keep that engine going. So that, that's part of what I do see in the support that I'm able to give the entrepreneurs that I work with. Uh, but basically, how I got into virtual assistants, it's one of those where we don't always know how or why things happen, but they happen for a reason. And that's where I feel it really happened for me in being a VA. Um, I had had a job transfer, actually, to management, and I was going to be moving away from Colorado to... North Carolina, where the headquarters were. So I had taken that position. My husband was going to be able to come out and move as well so that we could do that job transition. We needed both of us to move and found out four months later that his company decided he needed to stay in Colorado. So he wasn't going to be able to move. So when you find yourself in that job situation, you think, well, now I need to make some shifts. Wasn't expecting this. And it's one of those where it happened a week after I found out about that, I was given an article in Business Week about virtual assistants. And I thought, what, what is this? I had never heard of it. It was something new. And when I read about it, just it felt like it was such a fit for me because it allowed me to take my background in education and experience in the workplace to be able to have my own business and how I could support entrepreneurs in helping them to achieve their goals and the tasks that they needed. So I actually, in that article, they had a couple of organizations that helped you to become a virtual assistant. 
And it had in there a couple of different organizations that helped you to prepare to be a virtual assistant. I actually did select one of those, it was Assist You. And what I liked about it is those organizations in preparing to be a VA, it wasn't that they were going to teach you certain technical skills, like for example, like how to learn Excel or you know how to create a website. What their stance was is really preparing you to be a business owner because a lot of us had, you know, once again, the education and the work experience, but we had not owned businesses before. And I felt that would be an asset for me, not only to form my own business, but since I'd be working with other business owners, that would give me that great foundational piece to be able to know and support them even better. So I completed their 20 week program after I was accepted into their organization. And it's just been a wonderful experience since then. And in September of this year, I'll be celebrating 16 years of having my VA business. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is some, that is some great, that's some great achievement there. That's a great, but you took this, um, you took this bold step of just going out to do things on your own. Was there any, like, was there any regrets here now? Looking back. <laughs> Well, no, and that's a great question. And I think that's an important factor that I think for all of us as entrepreneurs that you have to make that decision where maybe you've been thinking about it for a while that you want to go out on your own, start your own business, and you just kind of take that deep breath and feel like, you know what, now feels like the time. So when I made that decision, you know, to go ahead and attend Assist You and, and complete that and start my own business, that's what really felt like, you know, I'm ready. I want to give this a try. And I don't have any regrets. I, I think one of the great things, like I said, that I've just continually be being able to see as the years have gone on, that the background that I had in, like I said, with just my you know education, the degree that I had, plus my work experience, how that just kept building and building and what I was able to learn and how I was able to support clients. One thing in particular that I find really interesting is my degree was to be a high school English teacher. And I loved being in the classroom, but one of the things I found that worked really well was when you prepare as a teacher for a lesson, you have your lesson plan where, okay, here's your objective. This is what you want people, the class to learn. Here's the materials that you need. Here's the outline of the lesson. And then what's the follow-up, the evaluation. That outline fits very well for my clients when they're hosting webinars. For example, I used basically a lesson plan of, okay, what's the objective my client wants to have with this webinar? What materials do we need? The technology, any handouts, PowerPoints, what is the actual content going to be? And then what's the follow-up evaluation? So it's been great to see how a lot of things in, in one industry can actually apply to another. Yeah, that's, that, that's the great thing because at times like this, we actually need to look beyond, beyond our immediate environment or yes. our immediate um, scope of work or the way we do business as usual and start Absolutely. looking towards um, alternative means to support our businesses. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so since moving, from, since moving from corporate to start having your own business, so um, has it been, have you been, who have you been working with? So primarily when I first started out, once again, since my background is as an English teacher, reading and writing's always been close to my heart. So I wanted the opportunity if it, if it came around to work with authors because I knew I could have a lot of um, assistance that I could offer just with my background there. And when I had a chance to complete my Assist You uh, time with, with them in that 20-week program, they actually offered a mentorship and the person I was paired up with worked with coaches. And so I was able to be exposed to working with you know, life coaches, executive coaches, leadership, 
you know, health coaches. And I really liked that industry. And I felt that the VA profession and coaches had a lot in common in just how we approached our work and how we wanted to support our clients. So that's how I came to also then specialize in working with coaches in addition to authors. So it seems, so it seems like a seamless, um, like a seamless transition. If I must, it, if I must it, it, Yes, and actually one of the things I'm, because what I focus on a lot in my virtual assistant practice are technology type of projects that I'll help people with, you know, everything from their websites to, you know, online newsletters to online shopping carts, putting together online courses, you know, how all that can come together. I've actually gotten to be nicknamed the geek girl because I love to learn <laughs> and because of the technology aspect. So even though it, yes, a lot of that just felt like a, a great transition uh, because I love to learn. That's what also I think helped to make it feel seamless for me that I was so excited to be able to jump into, you know, with what can I learn about coaching since this was a new industry for me that I learned in that mentorship time. And that's just really been a wonderful asset that I just like to dive in and roll up my sleeves and let's get to it. <laughs> yeah. So what, 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 what do you think is the role of BAs right now given the current, um, crisis that we are in? Yeah, once again, great question. I think obviously because so many people are now having to work virtually, that made for a very seamless transition because I already do work virtually. So that, that worked very well and being able to still offer my services. Because one of the great things about being a virtual assistant is that people are partnering up with a, a business owner. So we're both business owners. We understand those peaks and valleys that happen in business. And also as a virtual assistant, my clients are not having to provide office space. They're not having to provide equipment. It's not paying for sick or leave time. It's literally being able to work virtually with somebody who can help them with the tasks that they need to achieve their goals or be able to implement different things in their business. So obviously in this time, especially right now with what's going on, you know, clients can still continue their business because they're not having to worry about, oh, well, my VA can't come into my office anymore. You know, we can still keep, you know, business going as usual and also look at what are some new programs or, you know, products that they can offer to help people that are going through this time. Well, that is great. So there's one very tricky question I need to ask. Yes. Because um, I, I, I don't know, our VA is just introvert, so... You know, get, you just want to be left alone. I want to be at home and I don't want to speak to anyone in the office. So, so no, you are introvert. No, and I, and I love that question because, you know, it's funny. I've never really thought of, like, that would be an interesting study, wouldn't it? If, like, how many VAs tend to be more introverts or extroverts? And I, I have a feeling my initial guess would be maybe a little more often than not, they might be introverts just because, as you said, they're maybe thinking, well, if I'm not overly comfortable, maybe always being around groups of people or in front of people, this allows me to have more of my type of personality where I'm a little more introverted, you know, rather than always be out there. Uh, but I, you know, once again, that's the beauty of being a virtual assistant is because it's your business you get to design it the way that you want. So if you want to, you know, be a little bit more introverted and that's, you know, maybe you don't do as many video calls, you do maybe more phone calls because you don't feel maybe as comfortable on, you know, video, you still have that connection with people. You're still able to do your job. And if you are a little more extroverted, then once again, you can, you know, look at more of those technology type of platforms that let you be out there a little bit more and you can, you know, network in different ways that you want. So it, it really does help to make a good fit for 
what your personality happens to be and, and who you want to work with and who's your ideal client. Yeah, and you don't and you don't have the pressure. You don't have the pressure of dressing smart and going to work. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, because that because that's so cool. Working from home has been has been a dream for me. So yes, and I'm and I'm glad that I'm um I finally start working my way to like be at home to like run my business or just start. yes. Yeah, so, so I'm happy to Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Victor, I was just going to say, just as a companion comment to what you were just saying, I know I have to admit, being a little, like you said, a little cheeky for the moment, that I so enjoyed being able to work from home as well, especially because in Colorado, we actually have over 300 days of sunshine a year here, but I know because of the ski resorts, people think we're buried in snow a lot of times. So, yes, when we do get those snowstorms, I must admit, shortly after I started my business, when I looked out my window and I thought, I used to have a two hour commute drive to get to work every day. I looked out my window and said, now it's a two minute commute where I can go from my bedroom to my <laughs> office and I don't have to drive in that weather. I'm, I'm extra happy that I can work from home. <laughs> and once again, it's amazing how much that gave me two hours back in my day that I wasn't having to just be in my car, you know, so that let me be more productive as well, which was another great benefit. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, um, Kelly, um, so many. We're happy here now, and it's good to be happy. Um, yes. So many, so many employed guys are getting like kicked out from the job right now. Do you think those who are in the front office and they've been doing some clerical works and have various are there particular niche experience to become a VA, or what are the criteria of being becoming a VA? Sure. Um, Usually as a virtual assistant, it's going to be a little bit of a variety of services that you offer. So for example, um, somebody that might just be in, have bookkeeping, like that's their primary business and that's the only service they offer. Even though they might be working virtually, that's not, that's not the same as being a virtual assistant um, because it's kind of just obviously focused on one skill. What a VA really tries to serve to do is have, once again, multiple services and skills that they can offer to be able to, you know, act in that role of how can I support, you know, my client's business? What are some of those different aspects I can offer and do? So, as I mentioned, like my clients might have me assist them with, I help design and maintain their website. Plus then I also help them set up their online shopping cart where they can have like those autoresponder messages go out or they can have their products sold and have that connected to everything where I also serve as the contact for between them and their clients if they need to have their welcome packets or I need to interact with them. So it's, it's almost kind of like a little bit of a, a well-rounded different variety of services is kind of what makes you a virtual assistant versus if you just specialize in one service in particular and you offer that virtually. So as a VA, you need to be like adaptable. You need to be able to like adapt to, any, to whatever situation that comes in or whatever the clients. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of those, as we all know, we make several decisions in a day. And it's funny, I just mentioned this to my husband the other day. I said, I wonder how many, if I actually tracked it, how many decisions in a day I help to make? Because as you said, you do need to be adaptable where obviously I'll be working on a project that I've you know confirmed the details with my client. We have the deadlines in place. And I, that day I might have a client call me and say, you know, somehow something must be going on with my hosting account. My website's down. 
I need your help to go figure out what happened. So as we all know, technology can shift <laughs> and, and just cause us to be adaptable just in that respect. So yes, I will, you know, look once again, make sure I'm meeting all deadlines, but then, you know, make sure, okay, I see there's an immediate priority. What do I need to start reworking to help resolve that problem? So as you said, yes, it is just also being adaptable to make sure that we can resolve any issue that comes up and also present solutions. If a client wants to do something that they would like to implement, maybe a new product or program, how can we be innovative and what can we present to them to make that come to fruition? Yeah, so say, um, can you just tell me about just one or two steps if, I, if I'm looking out for a VA and I hope there's someone listening to us right now that wants to get a VA or wants to wants the services of a VA, what are the one or two most important things they should look out for? Uh, a couple things that I would suggest is I think it's always great to you know talk to some of your colleagues and see if they have any referrals or recommendations to virtual assistants because then at least you know those people have some direct experience that they can share with you and say, you know, yes, this is my VA that I work with. You know, this is, these are some of the characteristics I really like of how we make our professional, you know, relationship work. And, you, you know, once again, you can go from there and have some interviews. Um, I do recommend that you talk to at least a couple people because one of the important things is, I know some people that haven't worked virtually before, one of their questions is, how well does that professional relationship really work? Like, how can I really get to know somebody if it's virtual and I'm not interacting with them in person? And once again, I think especially because of what's going on right now with you know, COVID-19 that we're, we're realizing that you really can make those connections and get to know people virtually, whether you're talking with them on video, on the phone or email, but having a couple you know, conversations with different VAs so that you can also see not only that VA skill set, but also like personality wise and communication wise, do you feel comfortable with them? Do you feel especially because even though one of the important distinctions I think making about a virtual assistant is that I work with my clients, I'm not working for my clients because I'm a business owner as well. But even though I'm working with them and not for them, I understand I'm still representing their business. And I want to make sure they feel comfortable that if they're referring people to speak to me, you know, like if their client needs to talk to me about some information they need, or I need to collect something for them, or I'm talking for them with an organization for a speaking engagement, that I wanna make sure they feel like I am appropriately and accurately representing their business as well. So that's why some of that communication, feeling like you have a good match there, in addition to the service they're gonna offer is really important. And another thing that a lot of clients have told me that they, they used, that I mentioned to them before we started working together and they still come back to it, is I created a little exercise for them to use because the other thing I hear quite a bit from people who are looking to maybe take on a VA is they'll say, well, I know I need help, but I don't know which task to even start delegating. You know, I'm either feeling, number one, very overwhelmed, and I'm trying to figure out what to start delegating. Or number two, they're not quite sure of, well, don't I have to have my hand in everything? You know, how, how do I kind of make that decision of what's okay to, to let go and <laughs> delegate? So the exercise that I offer is I tell them, pick a period of time, say for three or five days, and literally record every task that you do for your business. So that could be everything from, I made three phone calls to clients, I wrote two blog posts, I made some updates on my website, I wrote my newsletter, literally write everything down. And when you come to the end of that time period, rank each of the tasks as a one, a two, or a three. 
And a one rating means it's a task that you love doing yourself. You really enjoy it. A two is it's not my favorite thing, but it's okay to do. And a number three is if I never had to do that task again, I would do the happy dance in my office. And so I tell clients, look at what you're rating as a three, because you'll probably find that you constantly like put off those tasks or you'll say, Oh, I'll, I'll get to that next week. Or that, that'll come down the line because you really don't like doing it. So it's really easy to procrastinate on those. And that's when I recommend look at delegating, delegating, excuse me, what you've ranked as a three, because once you are able to delegate those and start there, you'll probably feel a weight is kind of lifted from your shoulders because you know that those are finally being taken care of and you don't have to do it. So those are just a couple of initial ideas to think about if you want to start working with a VA. Yeah, that's good. So um, now someone wants to like, um, yeah, where can we get, can we get this um, checklist from you or is it? Um, oh yes, on my, on my website, on my website, I do have a download of that explains the whole process of that and plus has a worksheet if you decided you wanted to just download the worksheet and, you know, either type or write on there. But I do have it available on my website, which is cornerstoneva.com. Oh, that's great. So, so if they want to get in touch with you now, so they can go to cornerstoneva.com. Correct. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also, um, as Cornerstone VA, I'm on, you know, Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn. So if those are some platforms that also make it easier for once again, for all of us to have the ability to connect, you know, I, I would love to be able to, you know, hear any questions or, you know, if people want to reach out, if they're not sure about certain things about virtual assistants, I'm happy to, you know, help to address those or share some resources as well. Yeah, that's great. So guys, um, listen, so if you want to like take this conversation to the next step or the next level, or there's something that you, you've heard that you really want to like explore, I suggest you um, reach out to, to Kelly, cornerstoneva.com or on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, on Twitter as well. So, Kelly, thank you very much for your presence today. Um, we are grateful for being on this podcast. Thank that you. It. And thank you, Victor. It's been such a delight being here, and I really appreciate the invitation to join you and, and share all this information with your audience. Yeah, that's great. So, guys, don't forget, share this review it and just rate it. See, just share this episode with someone you believe will have value from what we've just discussed here. And um, let me know how you feel about it. Thank you very much. This is Victor here. Bye.